Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This is episode 194. That's correct. We're getting up there, man. We've only got eight more episodes. No, not eight more episodes. We've got six more episodes. Six, and we still haven't figured out what we're doing. Ooh, we got to get on this, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't like this at all. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, do we? Have we? We need. Anyway, we'll look at the calendar. I don't even know when this <laughs> when this falls now. We need to have an official like. They have a May meeting. Yeah, like a planning lunch, like where we like yeah, meet yeah, up for yeah, lunch yeah. sometime okay. and just like plan yep. this thing a little bit um, right. and see what see when it falls, like that sort of thing. Well, I'm going to be out of town next week, so I get back on Sunday night. You okay. get back on like Tuesday, right? I get back on Wednesday. Wednesday, dude, Wen- that's Wednesday awesome. night at like seven. When do you head out? You, so we're each going to different places. We're going to California, the same state. Yeah, but I'm going to San Francisco, right? And you are going to L.A. Right. Uh, I leave Friday, so I'm, I'm going Friday through Wednesday. Nice. Um, and uh, so we could do like, um, well, Thursday's out. Yep. So we, we we could do maybe do like a Friday next we week. We could do a Friday. Like yeah, we could do a Friday lunch. <coughs> okay. Sorry. So we'll we'll plan on that. A week from this Friday, we will do it. If anybody hasn't noticed, uh, we're actually not in the same room. I feel like this happens at least once every year around this time, Chris. Really? Or you think it's around the same time? I think it's happened I, multiple times last year. It might have, like where one of us is sick, and yeah. so we are like, oh man, I feel terrible and don't want to give this, spread the, the, the sickness to everyone around, right. and so we do it from different locations. And so, so we quarantine uh, each other. This is right. That's right. I mean, I, I just like, you show up at my house, like knock on the door, and I'm like, are you still <laughs> sick? And you're like, yeah, and I go, get out of here. Yeah, see, I'm not really, because I don't even come over. <laughs> it's it's more of like, like, hey, nah. are you still sick? Well, this, yeah, this time I'm at an undisclosed location. <laughs> dude it was funny um like you sound a lot better right now than you did <laughs> on sunday um because i like on sunday we played some xbox we played some destiny together and man you got you sounded like death well what time what time did i get on uh, i don't know sometime in the uh in the like later afternoon like so four, I had, four o'clock five o'clock. i had literally just gotten out of bed like, oh my goodness I was in bed for almost i think i think all but like three or four hours of, of sunday <laughs> Oh man, that's that's horrible, dude. Yeah. And uh and so like you started catching it on Friday and then like it just got worse and worse and it's a little bit better now. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit better. I uh, Awesome. I don't I don't feel like death. Before I sounded and felt like death. <coughs> I still <laughs> I, it's just there right now. It's lingering. <laughs> it's holding on. Yeah, so there's the occasional, you know, random cough here and there yeah, and yeah. uh and, and that's totally it's, okay. It's, I can't control it. Now, of course. I mean, it's just, it's, it's compulsory, man. You just, oh, right. all of a sudden. Right. Um, so what have you been up to this week other than beating off the Grim Reaper with oh, a stick? Oh, yeah. So uh, um, I uh, watched one of the, uh, the Oscar, Best Picture Oscar-nominated movies, uh, Manchester nice. by the Sea. It was really very good. Cool. Um, very, very great performance by Casey Affleck. I was very impressed. Dude, I love um, Casey Affleck. Saw that on Friday, and then uh, after I got sick, I pretty much did nothing. Um, I sat around, like, just watched, you know, you, you end up watching just stupid things on TVs. Like, I watched, you know, like, Horrible Bosses 2 oh, man. on TBS with all the commercials, so it was four hours long, when I could have oh. just put, put the Blu-ray in and watched it oh. in two hours, you know? Um, <laughs> but, like, who, who wants to get up off the couch whenever you, Well, you, you know? realize it halfway through, and you're like, oh, man, I should have <laughs> put the Blu-ray in. Anyway, so uh, I did that, but I, I've been playing, still been playing a lot of uh, new Super Mario Brothers two on the 3DS. Cool. 
Um, and then I, uh, I downloaded Taco Master. Dude, Taco Master, is it good? <laughs> it's actually pretty good. It's actually really hard. Like once, you, so the um, I got through the first like ca- part of the campaign. There's like four different sections, and I think they've been expansions or something like that. But like four different sections that uh, are thirty levels each. And Hit so I me got, with the premise one more time. Okay, so premise of Taco Master. Um, I think this is a mobile game that came to Vita, but I'm not sure. But <laughs> you are uh, you are. A fledgling taco place truck cart thing. <laughs> you would call it like a, a, a taco apprentice? Sure. Maybe? Yeah. Um, but with less, less Donald Trump. And <laughs> you are making tacos for people. And then like, so at first it's just like, oh, there's a tortilla and beef. Nice. And then there's tortilla and beef and lettuce. And then there's tortilla and beef and uh, like hot dogs. Or something. I don't remember. It's like it's weird ingredients. And then how in depth does it get? Like with it goes with to the point like, where you've got like four main ingredients, and then you've got like you've got like lettuce, and then you've got like two different salsas you can put on it. And so all these orders come up. It's kind of like Overcooked, where these orders come come up, and you have to like fix them. Only it's like here's uh, this person wants uh, one taco with beef, one taco with um, beef and lettuce, one taco with uh, hot dog lettuce and green salsa and <laughs> and then you fulfill these orders you have to you know, like fulfill all the orders as quickly as you can before they like get mad and leave um to get like the full like gold gold rating or whatever so i made it through like the first uh, 30 levels there's three more like campaign sections with 30 levels each and like so they start mixing it up like the second campaign is like um just what you've been doing only more complicated Nice. The third campaign is zombie tacos. <laughs> what? So, like, the uh, – I, I forget what the premise – like, the story part of it is. But, like, basically, uh, the undead – like, or so you, you're given bad meat. That's what it is. And um, and you're like, oh, only the undead would eat this. And then it does attract the undead. So that's they're showing hilarious. up at your taco cart trying to, to not only – um, eat your tacos, but then like you have to swat their hands away as they're trying to like steal the tacos. <laughs> and then and eat your brains, probably. And then after you get done with you know fighting off the zombie horde, the next campaign is you go on vacation and um, you decide you're going to go to the beach, and uh, all of a sudden something happens and your bags don't make it and you're out of money, and the only way for you to make money is to make tacos. And <laughs> So you start making tacos from people, but the crabs, they attack, and uh, you have to swap <laughs> them away constantly. That's amazing. And so, like, yeah. I obviously, like, oh, all of my luggage got lost, but here are all these taco ingredients. Yeah, well, somebody was like, hey, you can you can take over my taco stand, and you're like, okay. Like, I just want this to happen in real life. Like, I want, I want this, I want Taco Master to be made into a, a series of movies. <laughs> You know, yes, yes. it's just, it sounds like a great premise. Oh, here. Oh, you, you want my taco stand on the beach? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I got, I, so I played that until it got too intense, like so intense that I was just like, I couldn't like sit still. Like I was just like, this is making my, like how I feel worse by how yeah. like anxiety ridden I am right now <laughs> over this game. And I'm not prone to anxiety, but it, it was like, it was intense there for, for a little bit. I mean, there's lots of things going on, dude. There's, there's, you know, the, especially like you, when you're describing crabs. I mean, that's like, yeah. There's like sharp pincers on those crabs. It was man. crazy. So mm-hmm. now, now I'm kind of just like taking one level at a time. Like I don't know that I can do more than that. 
Yeah, I mean, and, you know, and you may not need to. You may not need to binge this game. That, that's the thing. Like, some of the games that I have, it's like, it's the same way where I'm like, oh, let me play, like, two or three things here, you know, and then, yeah. then move on because otherwise I get, like, stressed out or start performing badly. Um, I'll just say sometimes Rocket that, League is that way. For that six-hour plane ride to L.A. is what I'll do. Dude, yeah. I'm uh, uh speaking of that, Platinum like I'm charging I'm charging all of my devices because yes. it is, you know, it is a uh like <laughs> I, usually we try to get like direct flights. This time like to San Francisco, no, oh, direct, no direct flight. flights. No, yeah. It was like I was like, what? And so uh and so I have my my uh At least VS charging, right? Like my Vita even... charging. Yeah, yeah, we usually do Southwest. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's so strange, like because our layover is like in Denver, and I'm not sure like how long it is. I don't, I don't this time like on the way out there, I don't think it's very long. On the way back, I think it's a little bit longer. But either time, it was like this is the shortest possible travel time that we could have yeah, booked, yeah. and it's still like six hours and like you know both ways or whatever. So I'm going to I'm going to Sacramento uh, later in the year, and like there's no direct flights there on Southwest either. It's like you go to LAX <laughs> and then fly to Sacramento. That's so like, weird. A little man. hop over there. Yeah, it's like, oh, let's go all west and then, you know, straight up north. And it's, yeah. that's so strange, man. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, I'm thinking, okay, so I have Fire Emblem Fates loaded mm. up on, my, okay. on my, my 3DS. I want you to explain something to me real fast. Okay, okay. So I was, back whenever I was trying to decide what to buy with my eShop money, I, yeah. uh, and I bought New Super Mario Brothers too. Mm. I was looking at Fire Emblem. I don't understand, like, what's the progression? What, what, like, which, one, which one was first? Which one was second? Because aren't there two versions of Fates? There are two different. There's actually three different versions of Fates. So let me break it down. So Fire Emblem Awakening was okay. the first one on 3DS, and that okay. was probably that was the one that I've played through. And it's like you know, it's it, the story is really cool, and, and like that one really got me into um, Fire Emblem because as we've talked about on the podcast before, like I'm not necessarily into fantasy stuff that often, but like the the relationships that you get with the different characters in there, and you build up the stuff. And eventually, like, it comes down to, like, oh, you can, like, you have a kid, and it's, like, that kid, like, you pass on certain skills based on, like, what, what characters you've leveled up and how you've leveled them up onto that kid, and then now you can use the kid in battle and stuff. And, like, there's all sorts of cool stuff like that in there. Um, so that's the one that kind of kicked it off. I think Fire Emblem Awakening was actually, they basically, Nintendo had said, like, if this game doesn't do well, the, that series is over. <laughs> and Really? Yeah, really? and then it did. It came out, and everyone loved it, and it did really, really well. And so now we've gotten uh, Fire Emblem Fates, which is the one with. There's three different campaigns within that game. Um, so there's Fire Emblem Fates Conquest and Birthright. So basically, the, the game goes through the first six chapters the same, and then there's a, a decision point where you have to side with one side of a battle or the other side, right? Yeah, and so depending on which side you choose is the game that you get. So if you've chosen uh, Birthright, like you would choose that side, or if you're choosing uh, the uh, Conquest, you choose the other side. Then there's a third campaign, which technically I'm told that you should play through after you've played through at least one of the other two. But it's I choose neither side, and mm. you kind of like it's a mix between. There's uh, there's differences of the campaigns. Like one of them is more of a traditional Fire Emblem kind of thing. That's the Birthright this, this one. Is, this is all in Awakening. This is all in Fates. Oh, um, so fates. Awakening okay. is, is, is like but one game. But they're separate games, right? They're separate games. Like so, in it, like you, you side with one like uh, one side three of the different army. Forty dollar games. <sighs> no, because once you buy one of them in Fates, so Fates has three different games, and okay. uh, and once you buy Fates for forty dollars, yeah, the other paths you can buy as DLC. 
for twenty dollars each. Okay, and so I get essentially, it. like you know, for if it, like you get it basically at half price, like each campaign so, but at half you're, price. Okay, once so you're you paying it. eighty dollars for this full for the full experience. Yeah, for like you know all games, and like those games can take hundred of hours for one campaign or yes. whatever. Like if you really wanted to experience every last little bit of that campaign and level up all the characters and get all the relationships, you know, maxed out and stuff, it's gonna take, you know, a hundred hours or so. But which one are you playing? Uh I don't know. Like I was trying to figure that out because I think I'm gonna load up the two different versions, so the uh, the two choices, and then maybe play them simultaneously and see which oh, one I like better. Interesting. Um, like play a level on that one. Oh yeah, and then we'll find out what the, the the progression is on the other side for a little bit. Because I mean, you know, over the next, um, so I've got this trip, and then in in February, late February, there's a trip uh, that I've got as well, and so it's like. Might as well, you know, load up something that's going to, you know, take up some time. And so that way on the flights, I can kind of bounce back and forth and that sort of thing. The gameplay is quite a bit different between the two versions of this game. Yeah. Um, on one side, you have more of the traditional Fire Emblem thing. Well, oh, just eliminate all the enemies. And on the other side, you have more of a task-oriented thing. Like, it's like, okay, protect this person for a certain number of turns. Yeah. Or go and take this hill. And there's just constantly spawning enemies. And so you have to kind of gradually work your way up to this hill. And, uh, and so, you know, it just kind of depends. On, on what type of gameplay uh, I'm looking for. So I, I'm hoping to put, probably do them both at the same time and see which one I gravitate towards and finish first and then go back and finish the other one. So Cool. That's, That's kind of awesome. where I'm at. Yeah, so I'm, I'm prepping for all the, the, the mobile gaming. Yeah, we played, uh, as far as this week, we played some Destiny oh, over yeah, the weekend. Oh, yeah, you're right. We did. Forgot about that. That was pretty fun, man. We played, uh, played with, with our friend Chad, who's been on the podcast before. Um, a while back, though, it was uh, whenever we were talking about uh, Call of Duty one time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were playing with him. That was super fun. Um, and uh, that was whenever you were feeling really bad on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> and uh, and and yeah, so I don't know how much of that you remember or how much of that you were uh, delirious for. So. I mean, I remember most of it. Yep. So been leveling that up and then uh, and playing some Rocket League, that sort of thing. I haven't progressed any further on my uh, my Batman playthrough. Haven't had quite the time to sit down for uh, for an hour or two just to to get through the next chapter of uh, of Batman. But um, but yeah, I'm, I'm that's one of the one that's constantly gnawing at my brain, man. Do you have, do you, have uh, you just have one chapter left, chapter five? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need to like, man. So yeah, I'll talk about this in a second. But like, I'm torn between playing that game and another game that I'm going to talk about. Nice, nice. Well, this week, for our main segment, we're actually going to dive into the Star Wars title reveal for episode uh, eight. Mm. But first, the pick of the week! Pick of the week! All right, John. Yeah. What is your pick of the week? My pick of the week is... A uh, show on Netflix. I, I think I've I've mentioned in watching the first season, but the second season is hit Netflix now. It is uh, Voltron Legendary Defender. I saw that. Okay, so I saw that over the weekend, and I was like, I think Jonathan talked about this as a good show. I should probably watch this, and then I didn't watch it. It's really good, man. It's it's a fun one. Like it's uh it's it's kind of a uh, obviously it's a, a a remake of an older show or whatever. But this version is is super fun, super compelling. All of the uh, the characters are super fun. Um, the action takes from like a lot of anime kind of style action. And so like, you know, the visuals on anime action are just really stunning explosions and, and things like that. So it really does grab you, uh, from that point. And 
I mean, the ongoing story, like the, it kind of ended on a cliffhanger at the yeah. end of season one. And I was like, oh man, how long am I going to have to wait? And I totally forgot that it was coming out. And, uh, and so whenever I saw it hit Netflix uh, last week, I, uh, I, I immediately like watched the first episode. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of it. I'm also kind of sitting on that one so I can watch it over the, over this trip and stuff nice. like that, you know, so, you know, Netflix um, lets you, uh, download the, the shows now to your exactly. device. Exactly. Super awesome. Yeah. I'm amped about that, man. Um, but yeah, that, that is my, uh, that's my pick of the week. It's, uh, everybody should check it out again. If you have Netflix, it's, it's on there. It's a uh, Voltron legendary defender. Um, Super good show. If you haven't watched season one, um, you're starting at a good point. I'll I'll let you know whenever I finish season two where it ends up. I'm not sure if there's gonna be a season three, um, but we'll find out. It's kind of it's kind of Power Rangers esque in in a few different ways um, with like some of the powers and some of the, the the team aspect of it and the fact that each character and the team is like a different like they have a different color uh, for their suit and things like that. But uh, it's a it's a really good show with some like good plot points, twists and turns, and character development. Man, I. I very much enjoy that show. Awesome. So what is your pick this week? My pick of the week is uh, something that's been out for a while, actually. It's been out since about Christmas. Is the Forza Horizon 3 DLC Blizzard Mountain. I finally uh, I picked it up over the Christmas break, and then I didn't play it until uh, uh, yes- yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. I, Dude. Up, I took a sick day. I had to stay home from work, and so I just sat, sat down and... And played through a lot of that, and man, it is so much fun. Like it's uh, Forza Horizon, so obviously, like it plays like Forza Horizon, but it it throws a kink in things because you're on snow, and so um, you have to get snow tires in your cars. Um, oh, that's like awesome! You, you, there's like black ice you can hit. You can definitely tell like whenever you're gripping or whenever you're not gripping. Um, the races are really cool. There's like random blizzards that blow through, and like there's visibility down to like almost zero. You should pull up a uh, if you have your phone in your hand. I you do. Should, you should pull up um, my game clips and my most my two recent game clips, or the, nice. I think there's one that's a duplicate of the other. So like the second one that looks exactly the same, and then um, and then the other one. But like the the, the ones from uh, for the Blizzard Mountain and take take a look. Like one of them illustrates like just the craziness of it, like with this massive jump, and then the other one uh, shows you like just the the blizzard conditions. And uh, that's and it's, awesome. And it's nuts, like. Uh, the nighttime so like it's kind of like one of the, my criticisms I guess about Forza Horizon is like at nighttime like you can't see anything like it's <laughs> it's like, too realistic well it's, yeah it's too realistic because you're out in the outback or like along along the coast you can see things because I feel like the light reflects off the water but uh yeah like whenever you're in the the rainforest or if you're out in the uh, the sand dunes like in the the outback it's uh, pretty dark and uh but on blizzard mountain since there's snow it it reflects light like snow does and so at nighttime instead of just these black silhouettes against the sky you see these uh snow-capped peaks against the sky and it's pretty um uh lit up and they have like these flares and torches all along like the path sometimes and dude this uh, looks amazing i know clips it looks awesome (laughs) like and and honestly like Forza Horizon has always looked great, and uh, and I love the fact that like 
with uh, Forza Horizon 2, the DLC was like a storm island, and then they integrated that into the the main game the next oh, did time they? around. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like with, I mean, with, with Forza Horizon 3, you mean? Yeah, yeah, and and so now, whenever you know, the, whatever the next iteration of Forza uh, Horizon comes in, it'll have maybe some snow in it uh, from the get go, like a snow section. But dude, this looks beautiful. Like the uh, the the purely from a visual perspective, it looks amazing. And yeah. also, like the craziness of that gameplay is is uh, is amazing as well, dude. Yeah. The jump is ridiculous. Well, that's that's what I think. I think I like the most is that it's just it's kind of like it's Forza Horizon 3 taken up a notch. It's a little more extreme than. Uh, than normal and um another fun thing is like one of the one of the a few of the races they make you use certain car classes but mm. one of the one of the races the only car i had in that class was the warthog the one that we got for playing <laughs> halo yes and, and it actually like i love it now i used to hate that car but i the way i have it tuned and uh, the way it handles on the snow is perfect man like i love yeah. it I think your main criticism of uh, of that particular vehicle was that it was really heavy, and yeah. it's like, oh man, you know, why you can't go off of jumps if it's super heavy? But on the snow, it would work out really well that it's pretty heavy and beefy, oh, yeah. you know. Definitely for sure. That's super cool, man. I'm amped. I, I need to need to pick that up and uh, and and dig in there. That game is is one of my favorite like i mean it was my favorite game of last year basically or yeah. what i what i thought was the best game of last year super relaxing to just kind of sit down and, and drive around and race and stuff it's uh you know the difficulty scales as well so it's like whenever i'm i'm not feeling like you know putting a, you know all of my stuff on the line and it's like oh let me let me barely come in you know first or second or whatever yeah. it's like i can i can pull back the difficulty a little bit and just relax you know yeah yeah, super fun, dude. Love it. All right, Chris. It's time to talk about Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi with the red text. Yeah, with the red text, man. This is uh, this was an interesting announcement. I didn't, I did, I don't know what I expected out of a title, but I didn't expect this. Really? I don't know. I, I mean, mean I, they, it, it they feels, said it was a darker tone, but I don't know, man. It feels like a bold move, but this is the thing. Like, a lot of people, uh, right off the bat, like, whenever this came out, were like, well, who's the last Jedi? Is it Luke or is it Rey? Which one dies? And I'm like, well, m- neither one has to die. Jedi is plural. You don't say Jedis. You can say That's the true. last Jedi, just <laughs> like you would say the last humans or, you know, the last yep. friends. You know, like, it... It could be both of them, but either way, yeah, the Jedi are in a dire state. But they have been since the end of Return of the Jedi. You know, they came yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like, I, I, I loved the play with with the Force Awakens, where like you you assume after uh, Return of the Jedi, right? So after after the original trilogy ends, yeah. um, you kind of assume, hell, oh, we're ushered into a, a an age of awesomeness, right? But yeah. like you know, this whenever Force Awakens kind of came out, it kind of pulled back the curtain it was like well actually no there's still a lot of conflict and there's you know the this uh this group of uh of of you know the rebels are still the rebels they're not like taking control of uh of of a ton of things it's like you know the uh the the first order or whatever is 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 huge so i mean and then luke is is in exile at this point so it's it's really interesting to see where they're taking everything and so the last jedi feels appropriate for this um it's just man it's it's a uh it's an interesting title i i love i love that i didn't expect it oh yeah for sure well and i, and I love how just like in your face it is you know it like grabs <laughs> you and it's like i want to see this you know and I'm, yeah. I'm sure that's why they did it i had heard a, i'm looking for a, a text conversation that i had with uh jared 
Walker, J. Pinions himself, he's been on the nice. podcast multiple times. Yeah. Um, he Something... said that at one point they were talking about forces, the forces of destiny. Hmm. And I was like, I was like, is hmm. that an option? He's like, allegedly. And I'm like, that, yeah, <laughs> The Last Jedi is way better than The Forces of Destiny. For, for sure, dude. Well, I think about, like, The Force Awakens. And, and while that was intriguing at the time, I think, like, the fact that it was the next Star Wars, that or the first Star Wars we had in 10 years or whatever, like, that that felt like, oh, well, this isn't, like, the best, most grabby kind of title, but it's okay because we haven't had a Star Wars in a really long time. Yeah. Um, and then, so, this one it feels like, oh, well, they're gonna have to really get you there. And so, like, The Last Jedi totally does. Because, um, like, if it had been another thing, like, oh, The Force Awakens, where it's, you know, it's, it's you know, it's, uh, it's vague, but it's also not, like, you know, it's super exciting. The Last Jedi is vague but also really exciting and and introduces a lot more questions than answers there yeah for sure uh and i also like the like the the red title like it indicates you know it's kind of like that's this the the sith red title um you know like what what that means i don't know um yeah because this is the thing at the end of force like if i like my main complaint like after the force awakens like having been out for a long time and watching it several times is that there, they don't. There's no weight to either of the big like wins for the two sides in there. Yeah. So like, you don't really feel how big it is that they destroyed an entire solar system, and the 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 government, you know, like yeah. the the new republic, it's gone. Like, the, and they don't really like dive into that, and you really have no emotional attachment to what they did, really. Um, yeah. And then, like you again, you also don't really feel a ton of excitement whenever you, they destroy Starkiller Base. Like you're just kind of yeah. like, okay, whatever, you know. Um, Largely because, like, while they did it, you know, they, there was a uh, there was monumental losses. Um, yeah. In order to get it done, you know, and right? Like, and and so like. It was kind of a mixed emotional. Well, and it doesn't uh, really peak at the end. It doesn't really even feel like you know that was that you know. Uh, Spoilers for Force Awakens. Awakens. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen it at this point, come on, you but know. <laughs> Han's death, um, like it wasn't even in service of destroying Starkiller Base. He was doing right. that for Leia. He was doing that for his son, you know. And yeah, that's that's why I think like you're so distracted by that at that point that like Starkiller mm-hmm. Base is kind of an afterthought. And yeah. honestly, like the imminent threat isn't like, I just think about the original movies, like the Death Star feels like a bigger threat than Starkiller Base, even though Starkiller Base is clearly more powerful and it destroying Alderaan feels bigger than them destroying that whole entire star system, you know? Cause I, it's yeah. just, it's just in the presentation, but yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, and then, you know, you also think about like just the battle in, in the woods after the fact, you know, yeah. after, uh, a- and it's like that that's basically no one wins because it's like oh you know they the one side gets away with their lives and you know kylo ren gets away with his life it's like you know all of this stuff it's it's just you fight yourselves to a standstill right there and it's like okay you know you won some we won some let's you know see where we get to in the next skirmish you know it's like your move now you know that sort of thing so i you know the the ending of that movie it really does like this this title lends itself to where that one ends um you know in our initial review of it i think you had mentioned and this always sticks with me where whenever we we finally do see luke on that mountain you're like i thought we had a whole nother like hour left in this in this movie um and it's like you know and so like th- that idea has kind of continued where I'm like, Oh man, that's what I want to see. And so hopefully this being the last Jedi, hopefully like that is a, uh, a hint that we're going to focus 
on Luke and a focus on like what happens next with that situation. And, well, and the, like, I, I just really want to know, you know, the, the rumors are from Ryan Johnson is that, uh, this picks up like in those moments right there where they meet on that mountaintop, uh, which was the first for a numbered star Wars movie to pick up right up after the other one, you know, uh, yeah, most yeah, time, I mean, there's some time that's passed. Yeah, I mean, you think about, like, even between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, there, there's a lot of time that has potentially passed, like, to the point where, like, you know, Han is, like, a leader of this rebellion, and, you know, Luke is 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 in there, you know, really in with the groups rather than just being, oh, you know, joining up for a couple missions or whatever, you know, they're really embedded in the rebellion, and uh, and to the point where, you know, Han has neglected his payments to, to Jabba and stuff, so, yeah, right. lots of time has passed, so that's that's an interesting fact as well. Um, I did think, you know, so they, they call, when they tweeted this out from the Star Wars account. Um, the the text of the tweet was, "It's official. Star Wars: The Last Jedi is the next chapter of the Skywalker saga this December." And like, I immediately was like, "The Skywalker saga." Like, I didn't, I don't necessarily attach Skywalker to the Force Awakens in my brain. You know, where I'm yeah. just like, I, you know, I because like, I guess you have Leia. As, yeah, a, as, a, as a Skywalker, you know, technically, I guess Kylo Ren has Skywalker blood in him. Right. But it's like you really don't deal with the name Skywalker almost at all other than just looking for Luke. And uh, and so it barely kind of meets that qualification in my brain of like the Skywalker saga. So I, mean, I think it fits it because it kind of like I mean, it does it from a different perspective, because honestly, who wants to see The Force Awakens from Luke's perspective? <laughs> hey, I'm just waiting here on this mountain. It's yeah, it's, it's literally cast away. And then it, <laughs> In the, in the final like minute, Ray shows up, and you're like, "Who is this girl?" <laughs> I want to see what the uh, what the uh, Luke Skywalker Star Wars equivalent of like Wilson is. <laughs> yeah. in that movie, is it is it, is it his lightsaber <laughs> or? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, in the lightsaber, it floats away through space at some point, apparently. But you know, <laughs> that's a different John. That's a different lightsaber. I know. <laughs> But yeah, that's still. his. That's his blue lightsaber. I was just referencing the fact he that Wilson floated have... away through the ocean at some point in that movie, and so what floated away? Ah, from Luke? I see. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, maybe he lost his green lightsaber, and that's yeah. why she need he she needs to bring him the blue lightsaber. Yeah, and, and maybe that's the entire like he can't get off this uh, off this island. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe he's stuck there. <laughs> he's just know. stranded there. You don't know. It is Castaway. Yeah, it could have been. We don't know what Luke's been through. He could have been. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We really don't know. There could be a smoke monster and a hatch and everything. <laughs> oh my gosh! Bring all the island uh, properties together, Chris. All right, I want to. I want to talk about something that has like nothing to do with the current trilogy yet. Okay. Like, and what's going on? Okay, so uh, spoilers for the most recent episode of Rebels. Okay, Star I haven't Rebels. watched it, but I'm okay with this. I'm okay know, with, yes. with with talking about. Yeah. It. I'm going to spoil it anyway. So, uh, in the ne- in most recent version, or not the most recent version, the most recent episode, yeah. uh, uh, there's a storyline that involves uh, Sabine getting finding the Darksaber that uh, was used by Maul in Clone Wars. Yeah. And by... Um, a pre-Vizsla Man- is, is, uh, was, was who originally had it in Clone Wars, and then I think Maul got it from him. Yeah, the, the Mandalorian um, Jedi. Yeah. Uh, originally had it and f- formed it and apparently like united Mandalore, the entire uh, um, planet of Mandalore around him. Um, Interesting. And so like they're training her to what they're and the way that they're wording it is is that she's going to unite the House of Rin around her and the sword. 
to the mm. point like there there's there's a uh, one of the Mandalorians uh, was like bowing down like I will follow you and Ezra like gets down on his knees and I will follow you and and they're uniting the House of Rin. I like what if she is uniting what ends up becoming the Knights of Rin that Kylo Rin then uses to like destroy the Jedi somewhere between episode seven or a uh, six and seven. Dude, that's so interesting. And uh, I mean, as far like, we don't know almost anything about the quote unquote Knights of Ren. It's just like literally referenced in like the flashback that Ray experiences whenever she touches that lightsaber for the first right. time. Well, and it's the, the crazy thing is like, whenever you see that there's several of those um, Knights of Ren that look like they're wearing Mandalorian armor. Mm, mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Like a lot of their like weapons, they're like big and like there's like swords, like actual swords and, and in Mandalorian um, culture, like they use swords sometimes like they have that dark saber, but like also they'll use like normal analog swords, non-laser weapons. Um, so that would make sense. And like it, the crazy thing is like the, the brain trust there at uh, at Disney and like Lucasfilm, obviously they have all this together and they could, they could potentially time it out to where you find out more about this storyline right around the same time that episode eight is coming out next year. Oh yeah. And like, and really create this cool thing. Cause we really just don't know anything about like the, the, that like Kylo Ren or, or his storyline there. So, Hmm. Mm, that's really intriguing. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's another one that I've been saving for the trips so that I can watch Ooh, them like, you yes. know, while traveling, that sort of thing. So, uh, so dude, well, I'm, I, I'm excited there. There's also like, there's rumors that, um, what is that big creature that's on, um, oh wait, have you seen any of this season? I've seen up until like the halfway point and then okay. maybe an episode. So past that, that, that big creature that's on the planet that they're on, um, the floating whale thing. Yeah. I mean, is that the, the, what? What's the floating whale thing? I don't know. There was an episode with like with uh with, with like whales that were in. Oh no no no! Yeah, they were in like some kind of gas planet yeah, yeah. thing. Uh, no no, there's a there's okay. So where their base is right now, there's this like force um, wielder. He's like oh, he's neither right. light side or dark side. Yep. But suppose there's rumors that that's gonna that he's gonna show up in episode eight in some way. Oh my goodness, that would be amazing. He's one of my favorite characters in like <laughs> it, like ancillary characters in that show. Um, yeah. Like like season uh, this season, he showed up in like the premiere episode, and he shows up a couple other times. And every time, I'm just like, man. This dude, like, can we just get more about this dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and and so like, and then my other like theory, I've always like, I've been theorizing that Ezra will end up going to the dark side at some point, and mm. like, if he does, like, and he's following um, Sabine, like, that makes total sense. It does, and I mean, with uh, you know, with Maul and uh, and that whole thing, I mean, he has leaned that way. A yeah. couple of times and like trusting, you know, the wrong person or whatever. So, yeah. Here, let me blow your mind for a second. And then, what if Snoke ends up being Maul? <laughs> You've mentioned this theory before, and I love <laughs> that theory, dude. I because uh, I love Maul specifically because I really dig Maul. Um, yeah. And uh, and we haven't really, you know, we don't know anything about Snoke. We don't know how. Nope. How big he is, how small he is. We don't nope. know if he has face tattoos. Really, he's been in nope. shadow most of the time. Um, he doesn't and, look like he has horns, but you know those could be taken true. off. I guess that's true. I don't know. I, it it that, that's an intriguing theory, and I I kind of just like Maul enough to where I'm like, man, let's just. I wish he just sticks around. Like, just just keep him around as a villain, and I'm good. You know, I just I really yeah. like his uh, the way he 
interacts with people and just the, the weird smoothness that he has with people. So yeah, super cool. Either man. way, I'm excited for the new movie. Yeah, dude. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for this week. It's a shorter episode this week. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. That's all right. Next week, uh, we'll be recording on the Groundhog Day. Really? Which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, maybe we, should we should record the same Groundhog episode Day. multiple times, <laughs> like the movie. Let's please not. <laughs> uh, Rings and the Space Between come out next week, so maybe we'll review one of those. Yeah. We'll, we'll decide, and uh, you will find out as listeners, because... That's the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisSarge250. And John Wright 777 And at Target Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice and review us. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.